Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Robert Childs. He is the co-owner and national credit trainer at Debt and Credit Guys, which is a place that helps people improve their credit and get rid of errors on their credit report. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Robert. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Just give us a brief history of, of your background leading into where you are today running Debt and Credit Guys. Oh, yeah. Interesting story. I was working in a commercial banking uh, for a very large bank in Silicon Valley. And for the, uh, the from 1985 through early 1990, I was helping business owners repair their credit before internet, before email, uh, and turned a lot of declines into approvals. So got laid off from the bank and started looking for other bank jobs and said, I really don't want to work in bank anymore. What can I do? And had a former bank client call me and said, you know, I need to get my credit fix. And I said, I said, well, I'm no longer working for the bank. And he said, I'd be willing to pay anything to get a fix. I said, pay. Light bulb goes off. And I started my company in uh, around uh, March, April of 1990. And over the next uh, 22 years, I went from two employees up to 560 employees uh, with a few offices in California at that time, grew to you know several uh, a little bit under 100 million a year in sales, which was phenomenal for that for that time period. And in uh, early uh, 2012, sold it to a, a national bank. Uh, of course, later they went bankrupt. I won't I won't mention names on <laughs> to the audience. But and uh, after I sold my company, took some time off, and uh, my business partner John Roberts and I formed uh, DebtAndCreditGuys.com, which you alter alter offer multiple different services, but credit restoration being the primary. So let's kind of take a broad view of the picture here. So everybody has a credit report, could be good or bad. Are, are most of them relatively clean or most of them have loads of errors on them? According to myfico.com, uh, it's a national website, you know, to get credit information and so forth, it says that nearly somewhere between 79 to 84% of the country population has uh, two or more errors on the report, resulting in lower credit scores, uh, meaning that the higher that number goes up, especially after a pandemic that we had with the coronavirus, that number is going to exponentially grow. But it, it, even before that, up to 10 years, five years ago, three years ago, Jordan, that number was, let's say, almost eight out of 10 people in this country have small to major problems on the reports. And why are there errors? I mean, this is all computerized today you think it'd be very accurate. Why are there so many errors on people's credit reports? I think that's the problem. Too too much technology. The credit, each of the credit bureaus, according to myfico.com, can get an average of uh, between nine and 10 million disputes or inquiry or removing something on a daily basis from the average consumers out there. Letter writing, phone calls, emails, faxes, whatever it may be, certified mail, that's a lot. So things are bound to slip the cracks. In addition to that, the credit bureaus act like children where the creditors are like parents. And when something late, a late happens, a charge-off happens, a collection, something happens, the, the parent, the credit bureau, reports it to the credit bureau of the child saying that, please report this. And the credit bureau is supposed to make one last attempt electronically to say to the parent, Mr. Bank, is this late really belong to Jordan? And if so, they verify it, then they put a late on your credit report as such. And uh, mostly, they don't do that. A lot of stuff slips the cracks that may or may 
may not be the fault of the consumer, resulting in these negative items being put on there every single day. Now, there have been a lot of bad publicity for the credit bureaus, um, and there's been various laws to clean up their act. Have those had a positive or negative impact? Slightly positive. Uh, people may remember in October 2017 when Equifax got hacked. It affected uh, nearly more than half the country, including including myself. Uh, I remember two three, several months later, this gal calls me. Her five-year-old daughter's credit got hacked, just a social security number. So it, it's out there. And so the credit bureaus have taken steps to make sure that doesn't happen again, but it's bound to happen with the latest and greatest technology that the bad guys have. But as far as you know, it, implementing new laws, they're trying. You know, they're slow to move, but they are moving in the right direction. But it's like walking through mud. Slowly but surely, they'll get there. So what are some of the problems that credit bureaus have today that you think should be addressed by legislation? I'm guessing and not guessing, but knowing that the uh, these mistakes that do show up, for example, if you owe uh, a bank $5,000 on a charge-off collection status, a debt buyer, known as a, that's a fancy word for a collection agency, comes along and says, I'm buying it from the bank. Well, the bank, for example, doesn't put a zero balance on that account in some cases, not most cases. And when the debt buyer buys it, they say, original creditor, uh, such and such, name, $5,000 debt. And if that doesn't happen, where the bank doesn't do a zero balance, is transferred to a new lender, and the debt buyer puts it on a report, you know, if, if it says 5000 here, 5000 there, for example, then guess what? It's like the credit bureau sink your 10000 in the hole and really killing the person's credit scores. So those are major, what they call FCRA violations, the Fair Credit Reporting Act violations. And in Jordan, they say three things. Anything that's inaccurate, erroneous, or can't be verified must be removed permanently. And in some cases, I've even seen it where it showed back up, like kind of like double jeopardy in court. So I'd like to see our government, called Congress, to make it more stricter that the bureaus can be sued for violation of FCRA if these changes are not made quickly. So let's go through the basics of what the FCRA, which is, again, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, holds. If there's an error on your credit report, it has to come off, as I understand it, within 30 days, uh, or there's some kind of penalty to the uh, credit bureau. Is that, in yep. fact, forced? That's right. And the state of Maine is 21 days, by the way. But the rest of the country and territories are 30 days from that dispute. But everything that you just said there, Jordan, and what I'm uh, answering, less than 2% of the country knows this stuff. So it's very imperative through a lot of education on this. That's why we do a lot of webinars on this subject, uh, such as podcasts like this, to educate the public about this stuff. So you're correct. So if an error occurs and the person looks at it, and I encourage people to get like a monitoring service, you know, to check it, you know, monthly to make sure that these things don't happen. But upon detecting an FCRA violation, yeah, absolutely, that, that it's got to be contact the bureau right away saying this is incorrect. And emailing them actually through their website is the fastest way, saying it correct that. Now, if it takes longer than 31, uh, 31 plus calendar days, they're in violation of FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act. And we do work with FCRA attorneys that will eat the credit bureaus for lunch. Uh, in some rare cases, they may even drag the creditor into a lawsuit. But uh, most importantly is that if a law firm has to be involved with FCRA violations, the consumer doesn't pay their legal fees. The bad guys pay the fees. So is it the FTC, other than lawyers, is it the FTC or what federal agency is enforcing the FCRA? Congress. Yeah. You know, Congress writes the laws that says that everything must be 100% correct, but 
Of course, that's probably never going to happen. Well, I mean, Congress writes the law, but who enforces it on an ongoing basis? Who do you yeah. complain to if there are still errors in the report after 30 days? Well, it might be at the federal court level, Jordan, because, uh, uh, for example, we work with a, a, you know several different law, uh, law, F-series law firms around the country. Um, oh, what just happened? You're fine. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, caught up. Uh, so, it, 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 so yeah, FTC, Federal Trade Commission, yeah, would have a punch in that uh, saying, if you would. So, yeah, so with the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, yeah, they can actually take action, but most likely it would be either a state or a federal court that would actually physically take action against the bureaus when it comes to a financial settlement. So let's talk about the financial incentives of the credit bureaus. Some people would say they really don't care if these reports are accurate, because they're making their money by selling these reports to creditors. Uh, so they put all their effort into that and not really correcting errors. Is that the correct way to look at the credit bureaus? Yeah. And people can opt out, by the way, you know, not selling, you know, the credit bureaus, uh, selling their information to, you know, credit card companies or card, the loan companies, things of that nature. Uh, and remember, don't be scared when I say that. They sell a general information. They don't sell your exact credit score. Okay, I've got five credit cards with this kind of balance on it, mortgage. It's very general, lightweight information that's being sold. But the person can opt out from that information being uh, sent out to, to the business public, if you would. How has the internet changed uh, the whole situation with credit? Is it easier to steal your information and therefore make your credit score and credit report worse than it should be because people get hacked? Yes. Yeah. It, it, very important that, guys, if you're at a Starbucks, uh, a hotel lobby using a public Wi-Fi, don't do that, especially with banking information. You're applying for a credit card application, business loan. Use a secured, uh, you know, at your home, secured Wi-Fi uh, a, a connection don't use public because guys the hackers out there will get the information there's been an increase of identity theft because of people actually using public wi-fi hotels starbucks lobbies whatnot so please really be careful folks so if that were to happen to you say somebody steals your identity uh, gets your social security number your address your birth date those kind of things what kind of damage can they do to your report that's going to affect your credit score negatively oh wow i mean it's somewhere get three, four credit cards in your name, charge up those credit cards using online purchases. Uh, wow, and they don't pay that bill. You, you could be looking at a whew, between 150 to a 300 point drop in your FICO score, much less the collection problems, knowing that it's sometime down the road it's not happening. That's why I encourage people may put a freeze on credit reports as well, because putting a freeze on that would, would require a, a, a three or four digit pin number in order for someone else to run your credit. So that's the main problem is they steal your information and then charge things yeah. up. You're, yeah. you're, you're liable for bills you really weren't uh, running up yourself. And if you yeah. don't pay them, that's going to affect your credit score. Oh, very much so. And I, again, I encourage people to get onto a monitoring service like myfico.com or a, a, a really good monitoring service maybe offered free through your bank that can actually detect and actually send you a text message saying, did you just apply for this bank credit card? No, I didn't. And they'll keep that from hitting your report as a hard hit inquiry. But, you know, but having a monitoring service, guys, and taking a look at your report, I, t I check mine three, four times a month. I pay 10, 12 bucks a month to a monitoring service. Well worth it to make sure I maintain excellent credit, especially people who are investing in real estate. Well, how does that affect you if you're investing in real estate particularly? 
Well, and more or less, if the lender's checking your credit and you haven't seen your credit report in, let's say, a year, oh, I pay my bills on time, I pay off my credit cards on a monthly basis, I know my score is at least 780. And come to check when the lender runs that person's credit and he say, no, uh, you know, Mr. Smith, you've got a 560 FICO score because you have six credit cards that are now in collections. Those are not mine. See, so it's, it's very imperative that people check it as often as possible, make sure that identity theft is not taking place. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Robert Childs. He's the co-owner of Debt and Credit Guys, which is a, a place that can help people uh, get errors and do credit repair on their reports. Their website is debtandcreditguys.com. We'll be back after this. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the global financial markets, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then brings them to you. From personalized medicine to cybersecurity to robotics, quantum computing, and more. In state-of-the-art labs, startup garages, and anywhere in between, our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest when growth potential is greatest, which is early on. Our crowd is the fastest-growing venture capital investment community. Our crowd's accredited investors have already invested over $1 billion in growing tech companies. 29 of the portfolio companies are unicorns, and many of our crowd's members have benefited from over 40 IPOs or sale exits of portfolio companies. Today, you can invest in Intellect, whose transportation innovation can help, is helping to save the airline industry $3 billion a year. Intellect uses machine learning to improve safety, recognize hazards, and reduce delays. They're at use at major international airports, which serve over 100 million passengers annually. Invest today at our crowd. Invest in Intellect at OURCROW.com slash answers. You can join our crowd for free at OURCROW.com slash answers. Join the fastest-growing venture capital investment community at rcrowd.com slash answers. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Robert Childs. He's a co-owner and a national speaker for Debt and Credit Guys, which is a way for people to get errors off of their credit report. You can find out more at their website, debtandcreditguys.com. Welcome back to the show, Robert. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. So let's specifically talk about debtandcreditguys.com. What is it that you, we're going to go into details of how you do it, but what is it that you do and how much do you charge for uh, cleaning up people's credit reports? Well, the first thing is uh, focusing on the subject at hand, credit restoration. Uh, through our site, we also offer debt settlement, debt shredder, ID theft protection, which we talked about before the commercial, uh, and a legal service that can also help combat against collection agencies. But the primary subject is credit restoration. First off, the consultation is completely free of charge. And a person goes to our website, debtandcreditguys.com forward slash services with an S on the end. Uh, go to the tab that says, let's get started. They click on it. Simply just fill out three piece information, their name, email address, and phone number. And uh, during the business day, uh, they, with usually within about 15 minutes, maybe less, they'll actually get a call from uh, one of my uh, 130 staff uh, uh, multiple language speaking uh, agents, credit agents, that will call them, pull a credit report on the spot for them, soft hit, will not affect their score, and give them a free consultation of the services. They have to see it. Audio is one thing to listen to them, okay, this is the problem, but looking at it, it's a whole different factor. And our software allows to run an analysis quickly while they have the client on the phone. This is what we can do for you, what we cannot do for you, and how long. Now, the cost is uh, free on the analysis, but when they do get started, it'll be $89 the first month and then $79 a month thereafter per person. And there's no contract. So the average uh, time frame for someone to see results is 105 days, a little bit more than three months, three and a half months. Because as you mentioned before the commercial, Jordan, that the bureaus have up to 30 days to do an investigation. So we move quickly, but they move like snails, but they, the, the law gives them time to do an investigation or reinvestigation on a negative uh, account or late, for example. So, But the process could take up to a year, six months to a year, depending on how bad it is from the start. So let's, let's set expectations of what they should expect debt and credit guys, guys could do and what can they not do. Let's start with what they should expect that they can help to get errors off and get people's credit scores higher. Once the analysis is done uh, by one of our credit staff, they, they will uh, have a complete understanding. And in writing, by the way, they send an email to the client. This is the action step that's needed to take place. Now, one small advocate of why we would not help someone right away if they have rolling lates. In other words, if they have a couple of credit cards or a car loan, a mortgage, and they have lates from January of this year, for example, right up through November, and we know December, January, February, based on habit, they're going to have more lates. Or we say, client, call up your creditors, move your due dates, have at least three or four months of on-time payments, then give us a call in the spring, for example, next year, and we'll get you started. Because if, if, so, if a client has ongoing negative issues, doesn't pay bills on time, 
it's going to affect their credit. We're, we're going to be spinning our wheels, if you would. But the expectation they can expect is uh, by talking with our staff, how long it's going to be, what to expect. They'll have a uh, direct contact with that credit agent at all times during their process via email or phone call. But they, they have to set the expectation saying, client, and this probably happens four times out of 10, Jordan. They will have ongoing future negative issues. And people say, my score is going down. Well, of course, Mr. Klein, because you're not paying your bills on time, or you close a credit card account, or you increase your credit debt on your credit cards, et cetera, et cetera. See, so the expectation has to be given out the pros and cons of working in a credit repair program. So that's what they can expect. What are some things that people ask for that are not reasonable for you to be able to deliver? Oh, I like to buy a home in 30 to 45 days. Can I get it done by then? No. You know, especially if you need a 620, for example, to buy a home and their score is 500 or 495. No, it's not. It's going to take a, a, an average of 100 to 105 days uh, in simplicity to see uh, any results. Now, if someone has a 590 FICO score, but they need 620, for example, to get like an FHA loan, but they're maxed out on their credit card debt. Well, client, if you uh, reduce your credit card debt or you know pay it down to 10%, but don't close any credit card accounts, yeah, you might see a 50, 60 point jump in your FICO score. But not being, I'm, I'm an underwriting uh, uh, expert at the lender, they may say, well, client, even though your score jumped to 660, we need 620 to get you approved. But based on the, these other collection accounts, based on the DTI, I'm sorry, but we can't get you approved right now. So settle some of those uh, those uh, collection debts and call us in, you know, when it's all done. Typically, how many points can you raise somebody's credit record if they get the errors off of there? Well, again, depending on how much negative stuff from the start. Uh, for example, if someone had a zero balance charge off collection account, removing it, they might see a 10 or 20 point jump. But if there's a negative balance on there and it's removed, they could be looking at probably double or more in that example. Again, it's not written in stone or there's a science to it, but it's not exact science, but they will see a significant increase in their score. Bankruptcy removal, a late removal. It's like, kind of like we look for a trampoline effect to get their scores higher. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of places out there that say they'll do credit repair for you, and there's been a lot of scandals in that area. The credit repair companies themselves can be quite uh, illicit in various ways. How do you differentiate from the ones who can really help than those who are actually going to hurt you further? Well, we work uh, uh, with a credit partner that you say it's like our sister company that has as fully licensed and bonded in the area of the state that's required to do that for example in california requires a hundred thousand dollar surety bond uh you know which are which our, our partner sister company carries so it varies state to state uh and and there's some states that we won't work in uh, that's a subject for another time which does change but state of oregon georgia or some of the toughest you know uh, they dislike credit restoration companies even the credit bureaus hate them, <laughs> but they get the job done. But it really comes down to, you know, uh, what can be done, what the analysis can be done, and in addition to that, really explain the whole entire process to the consumer so to make sure that they know 100% going forward what to expect and what something that something where a credit restoration company cannot do. So they have to lay the cards on the table from the beginning, doing the free consultation. This is what we can and cannot do, Mr. Client. So how do you relate to the credit bureaus? Do they think that you're organized and they're going to give you a, a more of a break or is it they see you coming and they make it more difficult? I mean, in theory, the consumer should be able to do this on their own and mm-hmm. say that these are errors to the, the credit bureaus. Do you add to the uh, uh, 
ability to get things done compared to what the consumer could do on their own? Oh, I actually have a three-page booklet that I, I, I'm welcome to send to anybody that says, this is how you do it yourself. But I tell people, let's say, for example, they have a 550 middle FICO score, and they got several older and recent collection accounts. Client, this would be like playing hopscotch and dancing to five songs at the same time. Be prepared to spend an average of 17 hours a month doing this, this hopscotch and dancing. It, it's very time-consuming. Uh, our CRM system allows us to be on top of it. That's what we do for a living. But someone who's doing basic letter writing or phone calls, uh, trust me, you call the credit bureau, you'd be on, you could be on hold for 90 minutes. So be prepared, Mr. Klein, to spend a lot of time. And on top of that, if they're not careful, they can also, in addition to that, reset an account. So they have to be careful. It's not a frivolous dispute, an uh, a ongoing dispute or something where the credit bureau is going to say, we're not going to do this dispute anymore. In some cases, it could, it could re-age the account. So they have to be careful that they don't want to lower their credit score. So let's be careful about it. So say you've had an account that you have not paid for a while. At a certain point, the bank will write it off, or they'll sell it to a debt buyer that will write it off. It, at a certain point, it disappears. You don't owe it anymore. If you start paying on it, it starts all over again. Just explain that whole process of oh yeah, thing. yeah, I, how that works. I, I had a client recently owed a bank again. I won't use bank names on the air uh, that owed who approximately ten thousand dollars, and it was over four years old. There's a four-year federal, not state, but federal statute of limitations on these collection debts. The only exception are uh, government student loans, uh, uh, child support payments, and taxes. They they can take an indefinite period of time, but other private debts credit card debts, medical bills, uh, you name it, have, there's a four-year statute of limitation. So let's say it's five years old, for example. This has been tricky. So one, one particular uh, debt buyer, I won't use the name, but they're one of the largest in the country. They'll send a letter to the uh, client, even though it's five years old, and it's innocent. It says, client, if you make a payment of 500 bucks, for example, right now, there's a way we can work it out that you, where you can pay it off for 10 cents on the dollar, for example. They do that. Well, what happens is when the client makes a monetary transaction, Data last activity, it wakes it up. It goes from five years old to zero years old. It can be put back on the report or updated on the report, killing the credit score. And this same client that did that ended up with a, few, a couple months later, she got legal papers in her mailbox served by a, a processor saying you're being sued for $10,000 plus legal fees. And, and it, it just, just slapped the heck out of her credit and literally her face, so to speak. So I tell people on newer or older collection debts, Talk to us credit experts first before you take any action. Don't they have to disclose, the, the, the debt buyer, that this will affect your credit negatively if you respond to it? They do to some respect. But, you know, when when the person, the consumer can argue with, they can say three things. Okay, Mr. Collection Agency or debt buyer or creditor, I need to see three things. Number one, I need to see a, a original application bearing my signature on that credit card application, for example. Number two, I need to see a dollar for dollar breakdown of how you came up with $10,000, for example. And the third one, if it's a debt buyer, I need to see proof of when you purchased this debt from the original creditor. And if they can't come up with that also in 30 days, they're in violation of FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Robert Childs. He's the co-owner of Debt and Credit Guys, which helps people improve uh, credit and get errors off their credit reports. You can find out more at their website, debtandcreditguys.com. We'll be back after this. Whether you're a crypto pro or a total beginner, you can finally earn Bitcoin the easy way.
With the world's first Bitcoin rewards credit card from BlockFi, you can earn unlimited Bitcoin on every qualifying purchase you make. Introducing the BlockFi Rewards Visa Signature Card. It's the easiest way to get Bitcoin by just making everyday purchases. Grow your Bitcoin portfolio when you buy your groceries, pay your bills, fill up at the gas station, or have a meal at a restaurant. You can earn 1.5% back in Bitcoin on all qualifying purchases with no reward limits. Plus, there's no annual fee and no foreign transaction fees. Just Bitcoin earned on every single qualifying purchase. Now is the time to start or ramp up your Bitcoin portfolio. Bitcoin saw a 230% annualized return in 2020 and has been strong for most of the year so far. In fact, Bitcoin's been the best performing asset of the last decade, outperforming the NASDAQ 100 by 10 times. BlockFi is a leader in crypto and was named to the Forbes FinTech 50 list in 2021. Plus, BlockFi is the easiest place to buy, sell, and earn crypto. There's no better time to sign up and start earning Bitcoin today. Right now, listeners to The Money Answer Show can earn a bonus of $25 in crypto after you make your first purchase with a credit card when you sign up at BlockFi.com money. That's a $25 bonus in crypto deposited right into your account after you make your first purchase. But you have to use my URL, which is BlockFi.com money. Start earning Bitcoin back on all your purchases today. Go to BlockFi.com money. Not all will be eligible. Geographic, regulatory, and underwriting restrictions apply. Fees and terms are subject to change. Additional terms of service at BlockFi.com. BlockFi is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Robert Childs, the co-owner and speaker and trainer at Debt and Credit Guys, uh, their website, debtandcreditguys.com, a way to help people improve their credit and get errors off of their credit report. Welcome back to the show, Robert. Thank you very much, Jordan. So let's talk about collection agencies. There is this Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. What does that hold and how do people deal with credit agencies, credit, uh, collection agencies that can be quite aggressive and driving you crazy? Well, the foremost and first thing that people do, if you get harassing phone calls, uh, letters in the mailbox, never ever pay a collection debt, or another word for credit cards known as a charge-off debt, until a credit expert takes a look at it. Uh, As I mentioned before, the last commercial that had a client, she made a $500 payment on a $10,000 outstanding charge-off credit card debt with a big bank, ended up costing her a lot more issues legal issues and they came after her for the full 10,000 plus legal fees because of re-aging which will lower the score uh, statute of limitations can be met now as I mentioned before the commercial break if a clutch agency calls never ever admit that it's your debt verbally because remember you're being recorded for quality insurance refer to yourself in the third party don't say how much did I charge how much do I owe what is the balance of my account Say, what is the balance on this account? You know, what is the charge off remaining unpaid balance? Things of that nature. Use yourself in a third party. Because again, you know, they don't, they don't want you, just in case, if it's under four years old by federal statute limitations, you know, they don't want the, uh, that used against you in a court of law if they hire a law firm to come after you uh, financially. But one important thing is that you can remember to do with a, a, a collection agency, ask them, are you guys the debt owner or are you the debt servicer? A debt owner is called a debt buyer. They buy the debt from the bank, you know, for pennies on the dollar, and they come after you for the full balance. Normally, it could be 10, 5, 10, 20 cents on the dollar at the most. After you identify that they're a servicer, if they just say, well, no, uh, the bank owns it, but we're just acting as a servicer, I say, then you can say this. I, I, I demand that you stop calling me under a violation, a potential violation of FDCPA and hang up the phone. And by that, they can't call you ever again. If it's a debt buyer, you can say a couple of different things. Number one is, Mr. Cl- debt buyer, I disagree with the amount of money that you say is owed on this account. I, I, I demand that you stop calling me at this number, this number, that number, work number, cell phone, whatever it may be, and they cannot call you for a period of six or more months. At least they'll get them off your back verbally. But the collection letters can still come. But then again, guys, be careful. If your lender says, Joe, I want you to settle this $10,000 charge-off collection credit card debt before we can close your loan, be careful. Talk to someone like us first before you make that that uh, transition to, to settle it because it could have an adverse effect on your credit scores. Be careful. What happens if you do settle a debt legitimately? You owe a dollar and you pay $0.10 cents on it and they... The debt buyer says, okay, I mean, they bought it for two cents, so they're making money at 10 cents. Does that impact your credit negatively if you do settle debts like that? The best thing is another thing, you probably heard of this term called the pay for delete. 
So if you have no choice, the lender says, the underwriter says, you know, Jordan, settle this debt based on the debt to income ratio before we can close your loan. And, and, and the debt, I don't care if the debt is five or six years old. Uh, do a pay for delete, like the carrot in front of the horse. So get it in writing. So for example, saying, you know, Mr. Bank, I owe 10000 but I'll give you 1000 to start out. You know, they may say like a volleyball game, negotiate to maybe 2500 for example. But whatever settlement you come up with mutually, and again, verbal communication does not reset on your credit report. Only monetary transaction takes place. But get it writing. Okay, Mr. Kleshi, thank you for, you know, letting me settle for 25 cents on the dollar. But I need a pre-settlement letter, pre. Get something in writing with their letterhead that says, we will take this off your credit report if the payment's received by November 10th, for example. So you make the payment. If they fail to send you a final settlement deletion letter, then the one that you got signed by them on their letterhead is good enough along with proof of payment and send it to the bureaus immediately and it should be removed usually within 10 days or sooner. Now, if there's abusive debt collectors, they're threatening you or saying they're going to have you arrested or they're calling you in the middle of the night, If can you record those calls and have a, a FDCPA law firm sue them and actually win settlements for that? Yes, it, it, I've heard stories. Not lately, people calling at nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night. Uh, you know, before eight o'clock in the morning, uh, harassing calls at the office. Yeah, you can do that, but let them know. Hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be recording this right now. Or if they don't, because the guy's you know saying the bad words, f this, f that, for example, just record it. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. Can it be used in a court of law? I don't know, but it's hey, it's better than nothing. But the most important thing is if, a, if they're doing their job correctly, they're being friendly, not abusive language. But they say, we're going to take you to court or legal action will follow. Oh, really, Mr. Debt Buyer, are you a law firm? They say, no, I'm not. Okay, I got a pen and paper. I need the name of your, the name of your, your, your law firm, the lawyer's name, address, and phone number right now. Well, we don't have that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it in writing to you guys right now that if you don't provide me that four pieces of information in the next 30 or less days, then guess what? I'm going to be countersuiting you for stress, harassment, blah, blah, blah. And you're talking four to a, maybe a good five-digit settlement, maybe. So if they, again, threaten you with legal action, asking for that lawyer contact information right away. Because, again, unless you're willing to say, okay, you're going to be contacted by Joe, Joe Smith Law Firm, Okay, great. I need something in writing from Joe and a call from him within the next 24 hours, or I'll counter sue you for violation of FDCPA. And usually I've they won't that offer that. Usually they will not have that information or nope. offer it, right? Nope. Nope, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it happen in a while, but I, I've been told that from some of my clients recently in the last 30, 60 days, where they said, yeah, they're, they're, a legal action may follow, man, if you don't pay this, this debt. Oh, really? Okay, so, so this is why education is important, guys. You know, if they ever say that you have, are, you know, are you a law firm, Mr. Debt Buyer? No, I'm not. Okay, I need this information about your lawyer's uh, contact information. How has the um, pandemic affected debt collection? I mean, a lot more people have been at home. A lot of people lost their jobs and their incomes. How, how has the pandemic the last two years or so affected all this? Yeah, I've seen people come to me. They couldn't pay their bills. Um because normally uh, for something to go to legal action, it may take an average of two to three years. For for example, so the pandemic started, what, a mere 18 months ago. So it's still fairly early stage to really answer that question. But people lost their jobs, especially if you don't 
hospitality industry, restaurant industry, uh, folks working at Disneyland lost their jobs. It, it happened, and uh, they could not, you know, have the money to come up with this um, uh, debt. I tell anyone, you know, even when the debt started, I remember doing a webinar in March of last year when everything was ordered to shut down. Say, folks, stay in contact with your creditors, especially your mortgage company, uh, uh, car loan company. You know, if things come to, come come to hardship, you know, you're going to pay the mortgage and car a car uh, loan first before you pay all your credit cards because you need a roof over your head and a and a car to go look for a job or drive to your part time job. So stay in contact with your creditors and during the pandemic, even now, a lot of them are extremely flexible. So negative information will not show up. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, let's talk about wage garnishment a little bit. So, under what conditions can a creditor legitimately garnish your wages? In California, in this very state to state, normally it's what they call an intent to sue. So, uh, a debt buyer, which is normally a debt buyer, creditors rarely do this, but a debt buyer would say, uh, okay, they, they hire a law firm and they, they send you a notice of what they call intent to sue. It's not an actual court date. And again, this varies state to state, but in California, this is the way it works. person has 30 days to reply to that, either you or your attorney. If they don't reply or they deliver to the wrong address or something happened like that, normally sometimes they'll, they'll drop it in the U.S. mail. Then uh, if they fail to reply to that, then they go back to the judge. They judge, Joe Smith didn't reply. Then another court notice is sent out, usually with a process server saying, okay, show up December 18th at this courtroom, such and such county in the United States, and if that person doesn't show up on that court date, a default goes against them automatically, and and and, and wage garnishment will be in, uh, granted to the uh, uh, the uh, a debt buyer or creditor. And then at that point, they notify HR at the, at the person's employment, your wage is about to be garnished in the next 30 to 60 days. So if you do get a legal document, guys, do not ignore it. You know, please respond to it. But again, if you talk to the law firm about that, be careful what you say. You're yourself in a third party. Don't admit to the debt. Don't admit to don't admit, say you want to pay anything. Is that you may want to uh, seek legal counsel, et cetera, et cetera, before talking any further. Is it a strategy just to ignore them altogether, not answer the calls, not answer the letters, just kind of disappear and not answer them? Will they go away? Well, if you go on the FBI Witness Protection Program, that might be the case. <laughs> if you're planning on moving to a different planet, that could be the case. But guys, ignoring these summons uh, or letters, I don't, I'll talk about basic collection letters, legal letters, please, please respond. It's important. It'll cause you more problems later down the line. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Robert Childs. He's a co-owner of Debt and Credit Guys, which is a website to help people improve their credit scores and get errors off their credit. Uh, their website is debtandcreditguys.com. We'll be back after this. CharityVest provides a modern, tax-deductible, charitable giving account called a donor-advised fund to everyone. You can make donations of cash, stock, or even cryptocurrency to your account. Then you can invest your account balance, allowing it to grow tax-free. Finally, you can send funds to over 1.4 million charities whenever you're ready. CharityVest makes powerful, tax-smart philanthropy simple for all. It's a tax-deductible account. You can make donations of cash, stock, or cryptocurrencies to your CharityVest account and then invest it and then uh, put the money with any charity you'd like. Best of all, you get one upfront tax receipt from CharityVest, no matter how many charities you support and when you choose to support them. You put money aside, receive the tax advantages today, 
and then it grows while you figure out what you want to support. You can even give anonymously. It adds an element of purpose to your life to have a place to put your charitable money. You can be intentional about giving without any of the downside. When you have a stock or crypto investment that's grown up in value, you'll pay capital gains taxes on the increase in value when you sell it. But did you know that if you held an asset for more than a year, you can avoid paying those capital gains taxes altogether by donating the position directly to charity? You can also take an income tax deduction for the market value of the position when you donate it. Think of it like a tax-advantaged double whammy. You get capital gains tax elimination and an income tax deduction. Traditionally, giving stock or crypto has been complicated and cumbersome, but with CharityVest, it makes it very easy. Simply create an account and tell us through the app what you want to donate. We'll walk you through the details, doing the hard work for you. Once your donation is complete, the cash value will be added to your fund, and you can reinvest it to grow it tax-free or send it to any charity at any time. Donor-advised funds have traditionally been provided by big financial services firms, but they haven't leveraged technology to make giving accounts accessible and low-fee. CharityVest is changing that to provide a premier, first-class, tech-oriented experience at very low fees. You could open an account and support charities for free. You're only charged any fees when you invest the money in your account. And charities receive 100% of your donations. They aren't required to receive uh, that you've already given them a, a tax deduction. It makes administrative costs very, very cheap. For no fees, investments on two, for 2022, go to charityvest.org slash moneyanswers and give CharityVest your email. They won't spam you. It's just there to give you to help you set up with no fees. So go to charityvest.org slash moneyanswers to find out more. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Robert Childs. He's a co-owner and speaker for Debt and Credit Guys, uh, which helps people improve their credit. Their website is debtandcreditguys.com. Welcome back to the show, Robert. Thank you, Jordan. Tell people about the difference it makes in their lives if they have a high and rising credit score versus a low and falling credit score. Well, uh, more of a credit risk if their score is lower versus a higher score. 
uh, I, I, let me put it to you uh, uh, this way. My FICO says that if someone maxes out their credit card you know, or credit cards combined and they make the minimum payment for six or more months on those combined debt credit cards or a single credit card, six or more months making the minimum payment, their score will drop an average of 100 FICO points. That doesn't count over limit, past due, lates, just right on schedule payments, but it, it, over six months, they can seriously stair step their, their scores down. So credit card in itself is 30% of your score, or it's responsible for about 250 of your 700 overall points. See, so the higher your score is, less of a risk to a bank. Okay, so, uh, so that's on the good side, but what difference does it make in people's lives if their credit score is going down? What are they not able to do that they would be able to do if they had a higher credit score? Well, you, what, you, what you cannot do, if I'm answering your question correctly, you, you could get yourself a car loan probably at a 19% interest rate. <laughs> That's too high, higher payments. Uh, a lot more interest being paid over many years, including a mortgage, including a mortgage. I mean, you could, uh, just as an example, in general, this is not written in stone when I said this, but if someone borrows half a million dollars and they have a mid score of 619 versus a 620, which is the next breakup on uh, a lower payment or interest rate, it could be a difference of, you know, 750 to, to 1500 bucks a month, depending on, on things. It could be a huge difference just in that in itself. So, you know, you, know, you won't be able to get certain type of uh, tier one credit cards, uh, you know, best rate for mortgage, car loans. It'll cost you a lot more money in interest. So it costs you more in interest, but also credit scores are used in other places, for example, with car insurance policies. And if you're going to uh, apply for get an apartment or even when you're apply for a job, they're going to look at your yes. credit scores too. So there are other, what are some of the other ways that credit scores can impact your life beyond higher interest rates on loans? Oh yeah. Even people at McDonald's are checking people's credit these days and make sure that you're not a convicted person stealing money from a bank, for example. So everything from uh, retail straight up to an executive uh, is going to check that person's credit. Even law enforcement I got a lot of law enforcement uh, uh, clients in the past. In fact, one just signed up about a week ago trying to get promoted to a, a sergeant, and he can't because his credit's really just messed up. You know, whatever happened, divorce, bad situation, bad relationship, whatever the case may be, he, he needs that cleaned up before he can get his promotion. So job employment, like you said, you know, higher rates on uh, 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 insurance, life insurance, for example. Uh, car insurance, maybe. Uh, so yeah, it impacts many points of life. We're the only country in the world where we're so credit driven. It's amazing. No. Oh. Okay. Uh, now there are different credit scores. There is the FICO score, but there are other credit scores. The, the Vantage score, I think. What is the difference between these different credit scores? Advantage scoring starts at 501 and goes up to a 990 level, where the classic starts at 350 and goes up to as much as 850. So when someone says, like, uh, Credit Karma, the, you know, uh, I tell people, don't use Credit Karma because they're using the advantage scoring systems. And, well, my score came in at uh, 755. Well, if you look at the classics, probably equivalent of a 625 to a 650. So it's important to know that depending on what the bank is using, to check it accordingly, depending on what soft hit company you're checking with. If it's myfico.com, uh, uh, annualcreditport.com, Credit Karma, et cetera. So different platforms. But right now, uh, most banks and lenders are still using the old classic credit score system. Now, the three main credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, each have their own scores that's separate 
from your FICO score? Why is there a difference between if they're all looking at the same information? Sometimes the creditors, uh, for example, if you have a couple lates on a credit card, uh, one creditor may only report it to TransUnion and Equifax, leaving Experian uh, completely alone. So if the third one, for example, does not know uh, about the, uh, the, the, third, the lates on that uh, credit card, for example, that credit bureau will maintain a higher FICO score. See, so it's not exact science, uh, folks, in this business, but you know, people say, shouldn't the credit scores be the same across the board? No, it depends on reporting time. If it's being reported at all, if a collection account says $1,000, one bureau may, it may say $1,200 on another. It, again, it's all part of that, those FCRA mistakes that have to be recognized and, and uh, corrected and, 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 and must be corrected in order for it to be as close as possible to maintain, maintain higher credit scores. So why would you say it's worth it for somebody to spend the money on doing credit repair for something in theory they could do on their own? Yes, because we have a staff. This is what we do full time. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to go to my brother who a, owns a trucking company and say, hey, I need a brain, sur- a brain surgery right now. Can you help me out with this tumor I have in my head? I don't think so. Go to the expert that knows what they're doing. They're trained to do this. This is what we've been doing for many, many, many moons. So call us. If you have any questions, we give free consultation. Be more than happy to answer any questions you have as well. Our phone number is on our website to answer any questions they have before even doing a consultation if they wish. So again, the last two minutes or so we have left, what difference would it make in people's lives to do it right versus doing it wrong as far as keeping their credit as clean as possible? No, the FCRA laws, guys, there's over 2,000 of them. If you look it up on Google, uh, you know, saying the right thing, the wrong thing, you know, could be good or bad. Uh, how to react to a collection account, when, how, uh, how much, there's, there's multiple, it's like juggling 50 balls at the same time. So there's ways that, you know, us professionals know what we're doing, or if they want to attempt to do it on their own, you know, please study up as much as you possibly can, or, you know, reach out to me for my booklet I can send to you. But it's a very, very time-consuming process. And believe me, I've seen consumers make a lot of mistakes that affect their scores more negatively than already was. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Robert Childs. He's the co-owner of Debt and Credit Guys. You can find out more about them and how they can help you improve your credit and get errors off your credit report at debtandcreditguys.com. Thanks so much, Robert. I think we learned a lot about improving our credit. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate the time. Thanks very much, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.